Hey everybody, this is Bob Barker with the AGC of Wisconsin, and I want to welcome you to today's Forward Construction Podcast. I'm pleased to have Steve Lewis and Sherry Yane with Lewis Construction out of Schofield, Wisconsin with us today. Welcome, Steve and Sherry. Thanks, Bob. Thanks for having us. Okay. Thanks, Bob. Good with you. Yeah, great, great. Well, thanks for joining me, and, and um, this is a continuation of our series to um, promote the good work of our specialty contractor members. And um, i got to tell you, the more I've read and uh, heard about Lewis Construction, I'm really impressed with your operations. And really, uh, why don't we just start out here, Steve, by I know you guys have celebrated over 50 years of being in business, and can you just give everybody a snapshot about the history of Lewis Construction? Sure. Well, Lewis specializes in concrete construction and commercial and industrial type of projects. We do foundations, flat work, curb and gutter. It's probably our main benefit. Our, our main bread and butter would be flat work and foundations. Uh, my dad started the, the business in 1968. Um, he was doing work on the side and also working in the factory. And while he was actually in the factory, doing factory jobs and working on the side, uh, the ready-mix producer um, came to him and said, Bill, we could really utilize a foundation contractor in the Wassa area. So he gave my dad the, the information on where to purchase the wall forms, and, and he even stated that he would uh, co-sign a loan if, if he needed the extra money. Well, my dad ultimately never needed anybody to co-sign for the loan, and with one foundation on contract, he ended up, uh, you know, putting his job at the factory, and uh, that was in 1968. Okay, so um, I guess, you know, moving to today, I guess, um, what what kind of you say you do a lot of flat work and 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 big um, um, slab jobs? I mean, what? Um, um, Tell us, I guess, just tell us how technology has changed the way that you do work. Well, when, you, when thinking of the foundations, well, the foundations have changed with our, our total stations. So each one of our, our foundation crews, we run about four foundation crews. Each of them have a total station, and we have a surveyor, and our surveyor kind of double checks all of their work and kind of gives them direction as well. So foundation work, that is one step. And uh, when it comes to our communication to the office, well, we use Procore. A lot of our GCs have used Procore. And, and so then we took that as well. But our, the biggest change right now in a, is in our flat work. So we have just recently signed on as a licensee for the state of Wisconsin for Primex. And what Primex is, is a joint-free floor. Um, there's no saw cuts in it at all. And we can pour 40 to 50,000 square feet without any joints in it. Um, we utilize steel fibers as well as a, a shrink compensating product in there. And, and, um, and that's basically the composite that takes place. Um, the, the real key thing about that is we can have loading characteristics with four inches that would take traditional concrete seven inches reinforced in order to have the same load capacity as our four-inch slabs. So that's probably one of our biggest challenges that we have is trying to sell that to the, the different engineers that are not comfortable with this new technology to be able to get them to get their head around that you can pour a four-inch thick floor and have that much load capacity. So that's probably one of our biggest uh, biggest challenges. So Primex, um, and I checked it out on your website, it's a pretty interesting product. So can you just 
give me an idea on how that compares um, with traditional, you know, concrete me- uh, costs and methods. And then also, you know, any kind of sense about how much Primex has been placed in, in Wisconsin and the Midwest. Sure. The, the cost for Primex would be about similar to a 7-inch reinforced floor. And if you look at that, that would be about the equal price tag of what a 4-inch thick floor would be with, say, 60 pounds of steel fibers. So that's a rough idea on, on pricing. The real key thing that we need to do is have good quality control, as you do in any construction job, but this is just taking it one more notch. Our subgrade has to be spot on and tested with um, load testing. Um, and then we also do quality control with our, we do mixed designs before. We have to literally send all of the, the admixtures to Lafayette to make sure that the aggregates, the sand, cement, are all going to work in harmony with the, with the DC. Uh, so we, we analyze all of the aggregates, make sure that's all in, in harmony. And, um, and then during, as we're placing, as we're placing this concrete, where it's always being monitored over in Lafayette on, on, on iPads. So we have four different iPads that are taking place. One is right at the ready mix, making sure that the concrete is, is at the proper slump and quality control is there. We have one with our admixtures team. So Lewis Construction's team puts the, the steel fibers and the DC, as well as the flow or super plasticizer, right in at the job site. Um, so we make sure that that's all, all going properly. Then we have a iPad on our, uh, our foreman. Our foreman has that, as well as our project manager. And those are all being analyzed in a big control room back in Lafayette. So if they're watching anything that comes out of, out of whack, which would be your, your water cement ratio, for example, they will come back and, and, hey, what's going on here? So the quality control is, is at another whole extra step um, in, in making sure that the quality control is, is just spot on. And we ultimately will end up giving a, a five-year warranty on the floor. Now, when we really talk about the warranty, you know, is it going to absolutely not crack and guarantee that? That's not the point. But if it does have a hairline crack because of the DC, it, it, it stops the crack. So literally it might go for, oh, maybe 10 feet, and then literally it'll stop because that concrete is put under tension, and those steel fibers are put under tension. And with that being said, the, the cracks don't open up and don't create any problems. Um, in our area, in our area, we probably have about uh, 4 million square feet from Minneapolis coming towards Wausau. And uh, throughout that, we have not had to repair any, any cracks at all. And this is going to be our third year. Um, it's been in, in North America now for about five years. Grester actually brought technology in um, out of Minneapolis area. And as we start continuing to pour concrete from, from Minneapolis, it's continuing to gain more and more tra- traction. For example, even in Menominee, Wisconsin, which is only an hour away from Minneapolis, why we're, we're, we're seeing, we did one for a Cardinal Glass, that was 200,000 square feet, and we've done three other projects since then um, with Primex, all in Menominee, which is a very small community. Um, as one person sees it, they, it gets more and more traction. So we're really excited about that. Um, the project that we have closest um, is in the Madison area at a, a place called Nordgear. And uh, that was what was interesting about that. That was a high racking type facility, and the floor flatness had to be an F min 80, which is quite flat. And uh, then they have all that racking, that controlled racking, that um, was able to be a, a very successful project for us. Um, so that's a little bit about our Primex. 
So, Steve, when you, I guess this is just my ignorance, but when you mentioned DC, what, what's that stand for? Uh, that's basically a shrink. Comp- concrete normally will shrink an eighth inch per hundred feet, and this literally will, will take the, the concrete and actually maybe extend it and put tension on it. So instead of it shrinking, it literally will, will expand, not to the extent of it blowing out a wall, but it will put all these steel fibers into tension and actually expand instead of shrink. And that's what the DC will do. It comes in a powder form that we utilize, and then ultimately um, we actually pump it into the into the ready mix truck right so, on right so, on the job site. So DC is a product or a, a material. It is a product that that's the that's the patented product that comes from Lafia, and uh, where Lafia is, it's uh, very close to the Russia border, and they're they're you know they're. Environment is, is real cold, real similar to Wisconsin, but uh, that's where it's actually um, made, and that's where the engineering um, comes from. Is, is in that area. So, so is this we a have per- a young man by the name. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Excuse me. Well, I was just going to ask: Is is uh, the Primex a pretty popular um, concrete mixture over in Latvia and that area? Is that the primary materials or? It is. There's over a okay. hundred million square feet um, proven over in the in the European area. Okay. Um, it literally started out back in the in the 80s, and um, we actually have a, a young man by the name of uh, Francois that actually works with us in helping to answer questions to engineering companies and things. And um, Francois's dad actually um, designed um, the product over there, and uh, Francois speaks speaks real good English. And uh, helps to helps our designers, you know, get their head around this uh, this technology. Well, that's really interesting that you have you're in communication with folks in Latvia when you're, you know, working on a project, and you know how the the internet and all, all of this technology is really making that work. It's it's amazing. Well, it is, and then for the customer as well, um, you know, because there's so many so so few saw cuts. We're decreasing our exposure to silica. There's less CO2 discharge uh, or with less concrete. And also, um, when that customer starts putting tow motors on the, on the floor there, there's not the pause at the cracks. There's not the jarring of the motor and the load on those cracks. And it makes their life a lot easier. So if someone is I guess going after some sort of lead certification or you know green building certification, um, the Primex would provide some sort of value as far as points related to um, the concrete, right? Oh, absolutely. You know that the biggest thing is, as we all know, the, the all the silica has to be in a vacuum system nowadays. Um, so silica is such a concern for safety, um, and and CO two. Sure, you mentioned that as well. It's just. Uh, it is, everybody is talking about green environments or talking about going to the electric cars. And this is kind of, you know, concrete's way of being on the cutting edge of technology. So what have been the challenges um, in, in getting Primex more accepted in the industry? Well, a lot of times we'll hear about some of our, our competitors, which would be a ductile floor, which is um, a, a great product as well. Um, but the, it, the, the thing of it is, is we're talking about total different types of engineering here where ductile floors can actually have a dominant joint because ductile is still shrinking. So sometimes the, the slabs will, will have a very large joint 
sometimes it'll shrink and become a smaller joint, and then ultimately you have to continue to protect those that, that those joints with joint fillers. For always, it's always a maintenance issue. Um, whereas this floor is not going to shrink and it's not going to be able to have any negativity towards that. Um, but the challenge is, is it, it is just a little bit more money, um, but you have to look at your whole the whole long-term effects, and there's not nearly as much maintenance with this floor. And, um, and it is very, very competitive. Um, other floors that are competitors of ours would be, you know, a type K, a shrink compensating type of a product. This is not a type K either. Um, it's a special, um, a special patented product that we put into the ReadyMix that is, um, you know, that's the Primex signature. Um, so there are other ways of creating um, a, a joint-free floor. And, but this one is a, a very competitive way of doing it um, without, and without utilizing slip sheets. Other people utilize vapor barriers and two sets of slip sheets. Whereas in our perfect world, barring we don't, need, we don't even want to have a vapor barrier underneath there. We can use the vapor barrier, but we ultimately would like to have that concrete just to have a little bit of resistance to that ground. And, um, it, and that's, where, that's where Primex can really shine. So the biggest challenge ultimately is just getting everybody the understanding of how much loading our floors can, pour, can, can handle at just four inches thick. The thinnest floor we've actually poured thus far is three and a half inches with 60 pounds of steel fibers, and that floor was, was just as a generically equivalent to about a six-inch floor with six-gauge mesh. Now, don't hold me to those numbers, but that's a just good rule of thought where a lot of people have a tendency to get their head around how much can this floor handle in comparison to a traditional floor and how they traditionally think. Well, that's really interesting. Um, so I, I guess, you know, kind of switching gears a little bit, I know you guys have done a lot of really good projects, but, you know, from your perspective, um, either using Primex or traditional concrete methods, what are some of your standout projects? Well, projects you consider to be standout. Well, in Wisconsin, um, the high-profile project would have been a Foxconn. We, we were part of being able to be part of the team on Foxconn. Um, we teamed up with uh, C.D. Smith on that one. So um, our name doesn't necessarily come up, but we worked with a great GC there. And we did a lot of the flat work um, on Foxconn. Uh, other projects that we've been doing right now has been for Amazon. Um, we did a 3 million square foot project in, um, in Oak Creek. Um, we did a 3 million square foot project in Des Moines, Iowa, and we were just received uh, a 3 million square foot project in, in uh, Omaha, Nebraska. So um, there's more square footage. to That's just a building footprint. There's sometimes even up to a million and a half to 2 million square feet of exterior pavement that goes on outside in their where they drop their semis. So, um, you know, so 3D paving, we utilize, we utilize our laser screens to help us with uh, 3D paving, and we can be very competitive um, with parking lots, paving, things like that on those Amazon distribution centers. So that's a big part of where our work comes in. Right now, flat work is probably dominating a little bit more of our, of our work, um, but we are doing a very neat project in Beloit, Wisconsin, for uh, a new baseball park that's getting built over there in Beloit. So some of those walls are 17 foot high with uh, decorative faces on them. So, um, you know, our walkers are very skilled as well as our flat work crews. But um, right now we're pretty, we're pretty excited about um, working on the Amazon team, working with those folks. Um, that's been a big part of our business the past, uh, past two, three years. 
But uh, we certainly will also do a you know a fifteen twenty thousand square foot project uh, you know in our in Wausau, Wisconsin, and be and be happy with that as well. So um, we don't just always have to be doing million square footers to consider it a good project. We want to make sure we give respect to everything that we we get our hands on. Right, and and you mentioned something there in your comments about skill, and um, I'm sure you know. None of this gets done without having, you know, a skilled workforce out in the field and, and in the office and your project management teams. But uh, I guess from a field um, standpoint, um, you know, how do you go about with your, um, you know, recruitment and, and training of your, of your skilled field workers? Well, Bob, I, I can answer this for you because I see these guys coming in on a, a weekly basis. We're very very blessed to be in central Wisconsin where there's a lot of blue collar families and uh, hardworking farm families, agriculture that will draw these people from, Um, you know, you get one and you've got their cousin and their two brothers that want to work for us as well, which is a good thing. And we do that and we honor that. We've got a lot of families involved. Um, We will, uh, if they're not in the union already, we will throw them into a union. Um, and then develop their skills either through the apprenticeship or um, one-on-one with our employees. Our more experienced employees are matched up with them. So it works really, really well. Um, We're committed to uh, using our first first quarter of every year on training where we can update their first aid, update um, their, their certifications, their OSHA, and make sure that everybody is up to speed where our customers want them to be. Um, they're starting to spec that stuff out, and I don't blame them at all, making sure that these people are, are trained and very well certified. Um, we take that as a, as a great honor to, to make sure that they're ready to go. And then as we have these families grow and you've got Uncle Joe that's retiring out, you probably have two more cousins that are coming in. And uh, we know what kind of strain that is, but we do draw people from all over Wisconsin. For instance, when we've got Milwaukee work, there's a lot of employees that'll, that have grabbed onto us and want to travel with us. So we respect that and appreciate that too. So it's a good combination. Yeah, so that's, I guess, one of my other questions or thoughts while you were talking about, you know, working in Omaha and some of these other states. I'm I guess I'm presuming that um, when you travel to these other states that you probably don't find the same workforce skills that you would here in Wisconsin, and and you're probably taking a, at least some supervisory or key personnel along with you to, to uh, make sure that your, your Lewis construction quality standards are met, right? Oh, yes. You know, we, we take probably between 60 and 80 of our own core crew employees. These are the, the guys who are the, the guts of the operation. They know what the person next to them is doing. They're under a foreman that knows them, and they know the foreman. They know the expectations on, on each job. Good communication. And then we go into another area, and uh, we do meet up with the union reps, and um, whatever their contract states or whatever we need, then we can obtain from them. So it's a good combination, and... Um, our guys appreciate the diversity. They, uh, in central Wisconsin, maybe there's not so much. So you meet all kinds of different people and people from different walks of life, and I think they enjoy that too. Those 60 to 80 employees are really important, and so are their families because 
they're traveling sometimes five days, sometimes ten days. So um, kudos to the, to the wives and the kiddos that are sitting at home. Yeah, yeah, those are the, I, I understand that completely, that can't travel to other states without having a, having someone back at home taking care of things. So I appreciate that. Um, so I just want to remind you that, you know, as far as AGC is concerned, you know, if, if you have, um, uh, in-house, um, safety training, um, you know, take advantage of our, our two safety professionals. Um, they've both been here for, well, I think Brent's 20 plus years, but they, they both, and Jim's maybe 17 years, but they've both been in the industry for a long time. And, um, um, that's all part of your, your dues investment is that in-house safety training. And unless there's some sort of, um, certification involved where we have to buy books or whatever, but we'll come in and do that in-house. And then I also want to remind you that, you know, if you're traveling out of state, like I know you're going to Omaha. Um, I was just with my counterpart from, uh, Nebraska last, this last week. And, um, you know, if you, if you need any kind of help while you're traveling, Give me a call, and I can put you in touch with the local AGC chapter. For for uh, they're not all as um, good as the AGC of Wisconsin, or um, don't provide the same level of services always. But but they can provide some services with safety and and other assistance when you're working in a, um, a not familiar marketplace. So I just remind you, you know, if you're traveling, give me a call, and I might be able to help you there. Um, I guess um, I don't um, have really any more questions, but uh, I would just open it up for any kind of if you got anything else to add for the for the good of the order here. Yeah, Bob. You know, I, I think I I would like to um, recognize that yes, we will be contacting um, Brent and Jim for our next training. I feel that when we hook up with um, an organization like the AGC, we are so much better supported. We've got resources to go to if we need legal help, if we need uh, educational help. You know, when you're in business, there's no, there's no handbook that says, oh, here, here's the situation, pull the tab. Um, and so we really respect the AGC's help and assistance and support. Um, I know Steve has had a little bit of experience with uh, task force. Yeah, Steve? Yeah, no, I had the opportunity to be, that was a nice learning curve for me. I just kept my... You know, just listened to watch the negotiations take place with the with the finishers union, and and um, it was just a it's a, a great organization to watch the nuts and bolts work. That was I appreciated being on that task force. Um, so that was really good. And the other thing that was so important was when we were all when that was a time in March and April when COVID, we didn't know if we were going to get shut down or not. Thank goodness AGC stepped in to be able to keep us working, making us all essential workers. So. You know, there's so many things that you do behind the scenes that um, not everybody understands until you get bigger and bigger and you understand how much effort you guys are doing to, in order for us to, to keep working here in Wisconsin. So thank you, Bob, for you and your teams, all your efforts. Well, we appreciate your, you know, your, your positive comments, and you know, that's why we're here, and that's why you pay your dues. And um, so um, I would encourage you to take advantage of any service um, um, that we offer. And, um, you know, our focus, quite honestly, over the last 15 years has been on workforce development, too, um, which, you know, something you can't always put a dollar figure on as far as, you know, your return of in a, on, in, on investment as a contractor. But, um, 
the workforce development efforts, you know, are a long-term um, effort to continue to make sure we have a skilled workforce in the future. And, um, you know, we're actually looking at, you know, trying to figure out how we can break into the, the Wausau and, and that area. Um, may not be Wausau, maybe Mosinee or one of the other local communities as far as the high schools with our with our ACE academies. But, um, and we might want to talk about that a little bit as far as maybe Lewis Construction's involvement. And Sid Samuels with the Samuels Group uh, in Wausau is our president this year. And I know he and I have talked about it a little bit, but... Uh, we might be reaching out to you on that, but um, I guess you know. In closing, I, I just want to um, congratulate um, Lewis Construction and you, Steve and Sherry, on you know the work that you're doing, and and I'm sure that you don't get put on um, uh, Amazon and these Foxconn and these other jobs because you do poor work. So you must do excellent work, and I uh, just want to recognize that and. Um, want to thank you for joining me today and and um, just want to wish you the best in the future thank you very much bob thanks bob okay um well you have a good weekend and we'll talk soon thank you for joining me thanks for listening to the forward construction podcast to access this and other agc podcasts go to the agc website at www agcwi.org or download directly at Google Play or Apple Podcasts. For more information on this podcast or to get involved, please contact Bob Barker at the AGC office.